0: that tower the album pop that tower
1: it's the, the album pop that
0: tower oh you know not much John I'm just chilling here in the studio oh just, yeah uh, man just we just be kicking out. it. Listen to getting some ready Motown, to get, get you know, ready to record some groove, getting some, some, some funkin'. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, how you doing, John? How you been? Oh, I've been great, man. Groovy, Just groovy, chillin' like a villain. Nice, nice. Well, uh, well, this is uh, the album concept hour podcast you're listening to. If you are tuning in, and uh, I am your host as always, Brad LeBaron, and uh, we have uh uh john over there in in uh virtual they call me dj gj johnny boy checking in from the virtual world checking in from middleton and uh then we uh we have a very special guest to discuss our album today he is a an improv uh actor, singer, stage person extraordinaire, and uh, I am so happy to finally have him on the podcast. Uh, Desmond Hawkins is here. Welcome. Hey,
1: great to be here. Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, thanks for being on. Absolutely, man. Um, Desmond was uh, cool enough to be on a couple of my improv comedy uh, podcast episodes for uh, Rolling Stone. And, uh, he can do a lot of really great voices and he's, (laughs) he's good at it. So, um, yeah, I've been wanting to have him on since, uh, all that, um, you know, uh, which we haven't had a couple, we haven't had episodes for a while, but, uh. Yeah, still though, it's great to have you on. We're gonna. Yeah,
1: well, we did the uh, we did the coronavirus episode, of course, because yes. set in the past, we did it as mm-hmm. Mad Cow Disease. Yes, but yes. still running out of toilet paper, all that. It's <laughs> yeah. a good one to check out. The, buddy, are... uh, the, the Mad Cow Zombie Crisis. Yes. Yeah, and, he um, he guest starred with me on
0: that one. I think it's some of our finest work. So, um, uh, yeah, I appreciate you being on that and being on this. Um, and uh, just so everyone knows what we're doing, we're doing marvin Gaye, what's going on and, what um, is going on this has been one we've been wanting to get into for a long time and it's our um, first motown entry into mm-hmm. our whole books so i'm super stoked about it yep and we sent we sent uh we sent desmond the list and desmond was, was responded like marvin Gaye, what's going on let's do it yes
1: that one absolutely so,
0: yeah it's a beautiful album man yeah, so Desmond, what is your um, uh, story with uh, this album in particular? Like, why was this the one on the list that uh, you wanted to do?
1: With this album? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I feel like I just, I'm, I've been a big fan of Motown for my whole life, like in general, um, mm-hmm. you know, as a kid listening to Jackson 5 and that sort of stuff, you yeah, know, it's very, yeah. like, very accessible.
2: Um, can, can I ask um, one question? Yeah. Do you have a favorite Motown artist?
1: A favorite Motown artist. Oh, that's a good question.
2: I mean uh, I'll give I'll give you two. You all can, right. you, you can all right. narrow it down to two.
1: I mean this this seems like a cop <laughs> I out. I understand it's hard. If if you had asked me this on a podcast that wasn't about a Marvin Gaye record, I'd say Marvin Gaye like easily. Right. No, America no, that's not a cop out. Yeah. There's nothing um, wrong with that. I mean that's one of the reasons I said this album, but yeah. you know there's so right many it. hits from other albums of his that mm-hmm. like, are so great that I.
2: He's, like. he's got he's got like he's got like three generations of of uh of, of like that kind of stuff in him, you know like, mm-hmm. yeah, like he's exactly. got like three generations of like Motown music in him.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, and uh, so. yeah, geez, um, I'm gonna be honest. I don't you know too know, many Motown names myself. So oh uh, no, Temptations. I know
2: the sound. ah, Temptations, and I gotta say Jackson 5.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, It makes me look horrible, but I gotta say Jackson. I had just mentioned Jackson 5, and so I didn't wanna say it, but you know, hey man. Earth, Wind, and Fire is my shit, though. You know, hell yeah, dude. That was one of my mom's favorites. Hell yeah. Yeah. yeah, But no, you you can get back to your story now. Thank you very much for answering. Yeah. So, like, my introduction to Motown definitely. yeah, like I said, Jackson 5 growing up and my mom is a big fan of Michael Jackson all through the eras and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and then, you know, unfortunately, as someone who did a lot of musical theater growing up, uh, I I ended up doing some some horrible Motown renditions in like fucking show choir and shit oh like yeah yeah uh just the worst the whitest <laughs> versions you could possibly think oh of really So often. yeah yeah, yeah the, the, um, the
0: soulless version of, um, of soul yeah. yeah 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 but
1: you still yeah. want to put it in there but you know but you know it's not but you right. know like, you, you still want to be ah. like give a brother a solo in one of those and yeah, he'll, right? he'll tear it up but yeah, like in yeah. general just like a bunch of, bunch of white kids you know doing standard show choir dance uh-huh. moves to so like uh-huh. a, yep. what would normally yep. be amazing songs it's, it's sad but uh-huh. yeah um <laughs> really uh i you know i got into sampled hip-hop a lot and found out you know a lot of these samples come from a lot of these great you mm. know soul songs yeah and so really got into soul and motown like through hip-hop which i feel like is a, oh. is a big thing for okay. you know If you're like 21st century kids you know i was was born in the 90s but 21st century kids you know listening to modern music and realizing where its roots come from
0: that's actually my journey with hip-hop as well like that's i i learned more about funk and that motown type stuff later after i finally got into hip-hop which was already kind of late you know but yeah I, i
2: i took the opposite way I had a my mom was in like to like the you know Earth Wind and Fire, and so from there I just kind of like leaned into that, and then I learned all about funk and Motown and R and B. You know, all that stuff. And then yeah. I started listening to rap and being like, yeah. Hey. Yeah.
0: Say, this, like, that's, kind of, that's pretty cool. I was about to say that's like almost like a, a side uh, story of this podcast is uh me introducing you to or you know, the podcast introducing you to more and more rap music. That's one of my mm-hmm. goals. Oh, absolutely. Is to really no give question. you the, the caviar, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh Desmond, what is one of the uh, first things Uh, musical uh, groups or or just styles that you got into as like a child that's a question we ask uh uh not child necessarily i guess teenager Um,
2: whatever struck you first whether you were five or
0: 15 or 20 what really hits you as yours What, what, what made your soul just (laughs) lead yeah.
1: <laughs> well as a kid i listened to a lot of rat pack a lot of uh, a lot of big ah, band you know? oh okay and my voice household. dropped when i was like 11 years old like really early and mm. so then listening to all these guys singing in like this beautiful baritone voice and then being able to do that sort of sound myself was really cool and like yeah. and i was doing you know like rat pack big band stuff for a long time but then i got into the instrumental stuff a lot later in my life uh, uh-huh. realizing that it's not just you know people with beautiful voices but you know the music really comes into its own with with instrumentals as well.
0: yeah well there like i mean there was kind of this golden age of like choir wow, beautiful stuff. marriage well the choir stuff like glee and and all that like you know pretty recently you know, that was like, right. uh, you know, very, you know, uh, accepted by me- you know everyone, like, you know, with Wicked. And uh, yeah, we've had a lot of good musicals I and think, in the last like, ten, 10 years <laughs> or so. But- yeah,
1: but actually, you know, it, when I'm thinking about like my early musical journeys, I remember, I don't remember which birthday it was. It must have been like nine or 10. My aunt got me uh, a used iPod for my birthday iPod classic oh, or shit, Touch? i don't it was one of it was it was one of the little ones but not one of the super little ones uh it, a, it, so had it wasn't a, a, super, a nano it a but it was like a mini something like that uh um, so like was, yeah. was one of the it was one of the like yeah first or second gen uh iPod minis i think ah, cool. Um, yeah. cool cool and she was like to the guy on eBay that she bought it from she was like hey don't delete your music from it cuz my my nephew is is poor as shit and he's not gonna be able to afford cents <laughs> a and sense of song, you know? Um yeah, that's yeah.
2: awesome, dude. Yeah.
1: That's, that's so, so, so it legit. Good, look, good looking so out. What I got from it was that it was what I assume from, from what was loaded on that iPod is that the previous owner was a white guy from the south. But okay. luckily for me, a cool white guy from the South.
0: Yeah. Cause th- he had a exist. lot
1: of, he had a lot of hip hop and soul on there yeah, and I was, yeah. but he also had like some country and like with his hip hop, there's also a lot of like Eminem and shit. And I was like, Oh, this, this was, white oh, you, got,
2: you got a nice eclectic of everything.
1: Oh yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. so that got me into gangster rap for the first time. And I was like, oh. like I said, like nine or 10. So I was pretty young nice. for a lot of this stuff. And, uh, but it got me into gangster rap and he had a lot of like, like old school and nineties rap on there. And especially a lot of gangster rap. And so that got me into biggie. That got me into Tupac. They got me yeah. to NWA. Um wow. And so that really opened my eyes. And I was wow. like, this just like a, a whole
0: p- new a portal into another yeah. dimension. Almost.
1: Absolutely. You know, yeah. cause yeah. like, like I was raised, you know, by like for up to that point by my black mother, uh-huh. but she, uh, she listened to just like a lot of like sad girl emo music. uh uh-huh. And you know, like uh uh like literal Nora emo? Jones and stuff like that. Oh Nora okay, uh, Nora Jones. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. You know, like growing up with that, it was like, I still love Nora Jones. I worked in a coffee shop and that's the best coffee shop music there hey, is. That, was that was great, great voice. coffee shop great music. Voice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh but there's you know, but also I always associate it with like my sad mom growing up and uh uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. and so
1: it's like I had I finally had music, and then with my you know big band swing and stuff, uh, I always associated that with my dad uh, because he was so, sort of the one who introduced me to that. And so hip hop was sort of the first thing that I had that was my own, you know that was uh, like this is my okay, music okay. that I got to discover on my own, and nobody else around me was listening to it, yeah, you know? yeah. So I feel like that was a big influence on me, and now like hip hop is is absolutely one of my favorite genres. You know, I still listen to that old school shit, but like I listen to some underground stuff nowadays too.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, I, awesome. It seems like you have a very similar musical background as like my my mom and stepdad. Hmm. Like they they were into like some big band, some really like you know old like like kind of black and white film type music stuff you know what mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. um definitely rat pack stuff happening all the time in my house you know um but yeah for me for me hip-hop came way later so um yeah i was uh that's that's so cool that it, it you know it, it came to you that early in your life because it's just it's just such a wealth of it, i mean hip-hop itself is like a genre that is in love with music you know because oh, it's absolutely. just picking from the best bits of music um, and then putting them all together in like one, three, four minute track, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Speaking of which, um, the album we're doing today, uh, Marvin Gaye, What's Going On, is one of these albums that I definitely think um, inspired uh, some of the, uh, I guess, production techniques that came later with uh some of the hip-hop because it's like oh, almost absolutely.
1: designed Man, this whole album is just transcendent on so many levels it was so ahead of its time in so many ways absolutely
0: yeah the transitions are seamless um you you can listen to the entire album and it's like one big track like uh mm-hmm. john yeah no like trevor... like i said i
2: i had trevor listen to it on his own time after we clipped it out uh-huh. and he told me the same thing he was like it sounded just like one long song
0: yeah and that's uh and
2: the best transition is the one that we got <laughs> we got a couple yeah i know i know but like like that the, that um the one, you, you oh, know what oh about. i know what you're talking that's about
1: that's the best yes. one What were you say, yeah yes, that's uh yeah that concept uh of having a, a an album that like is it's all related to each other is mm-hmm. what i i learned i did some uh did some homework before coming on here. Yeah, we and, like uh, that's what we like to hear at this yeah. uh, podcast. Seriously. Yeah, and it's uh, so what that's called is a song cycle, and so there's like a lot of examples uh, of that. Um, but there weren't a lot before this album, but it was interestingly, it was one of the first R and B concept albums because you know, yeah, that big concept of being, you know, mostly from the perspective of a Vietnam veteran, you know, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and like watching watching this the world's uh you know a country that that is in conflict at home um mm-hmm. Yeah, and you really hadn't seen a lot of R&B sort of or soul sort of concept albums, you know, at that point in 1971. Mm-hmm. Like the one that I can think of is uh, Genius Hits the Road by Ray Charles. That was back in 1960. And, that's you what know, one I would like
2: to cover as well, by the
1: way. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, Get Georgia On My Mind is the one that everyone knows from that, but the whole album is filled with stuff that's about different parts of America, and that's super cool. And so, uh, but it was still like not not a huge thing for for r&b in general to have concept albums even in you know in the in the 70s so mm-hmm. this yeah this this album really uh broke ground in a lot of ways
0: well and i was reading that um it was also he wanted to bring in um a more social consciousness to his music which was previously um not quite as socially conscious like this whole album has a lot of that Um, But uh, he he did get pushback uh, from the studios uh, initially when he was trying to, um, you know, talk about this subject matter because they were like kind of like kind of like with uh, 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 Pet Sounds and um, I'm blanking on his name right now. (laughs) um but like he made pet sounds and the rest of the oh uh, oh like uh, the, the, was the beach like, boy um was like ah oh, this is too subversive like you know we need to go back to like you know radio friendly uh, right stuff. yeah
1: people people really didn't want to go political back then and yeah that's, it was uh, a big
0: it was a big move like i know it doesn't seem like it now mm-hmm. but it was a such a big move to make a statement like that with your lyrics yeah yeah yeah
1: and actually you know um it, there's this great quote that i found um that that marvin gay said at, you know after seeing the the watts riots in in 1965 uh-huh. he was saying with the world exploding around me how am i supposed to keep singing love songs and so mm-hmm. it, was, it was sort of then that because that, that's
2: what he was doing before this so that yeah, actually makes yeah. love songs exactly
1: yes yeah, so, yeah singing a lot of love songs and a lot of, a lot of Motown. like that and uh yeah and then with this album he really broke out from that and that really inspired me to because he was inspired with that quote by the watts riots i i looked into it and Uh it's the same shit that we're doing today man it's like
0: yeah it it was
1: it was a solid it was really like about a week of of riots in la Uh um that was so much about the same stuff it's the same stuff it was to end police you know brutality and mistreatment Mm -hmm. And to, uh and to protest discrimination, housing, employment, and our school system. Yeah, and yeah. Stuff that it's it, like we're still fighting for literally, yeah, fifty-five yeah. years later. Yeah. We're, we're fighting for <laughs> literally the same
2: shit. current, extremely current information. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And Save the like, children.
1: And they're still doing uh yeah, they're still doing the same shit today that they did back then. You know, they uh-huh. uh they had like a like around thirty 000 to thirty-five thousand Uh, people active in the in the Watts riots and they brought in you know like 1500 cops and 14,000 National Guardsmen and they had a Democratic governor back then you know just like we have in Wisconsin today sending Uh in these National Guard and uh yeah and at at the end of it you know 34 people were killed 3,500 people were arrested mostly for for breaking an 8 p.m curfew and uh And of those 34 people killed, 23 of them were shot by cops or National Guard. And two cops died, interestingly enough, but it's because they were shot by other cops. Uh, Oh, oh,
0: wow. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. There was a lot of, uh... yeah, people forget, like, I mean, the first, like, this is like, kind of, we're in like the second, uh, I guess. uh, We're in like the third or fourth wave. Well, I, I mean, I'd say this is like maybe the second civil rights movement proper um but oh yeah um, yeah yeah, yes that that, that's about right and and yeah they like he would like marvin gave this album is like experiencing like you know he's seen uh the leaders of the movement get assassinated like he's seen you know the uh um you know response to the legislation that they put in the people
2: that are trying to shut them up
0: Uh uh-huh yeah like there's a lot of um uh, yeah, a lot of similarities to today for sure, mm. um, and we're yeah we're still dealing with that kind of stuff. Which is, uh, we we've uh, to uh, just uh, um, like backstory. Me and you have been to some of the protests together. Uh, at, I know you're very involved with like the first aid stuff in the protests. So, I mean, yeah. it's something that uh, that you care about a lot. So um, yeah,
1: most definitely, and that's why yeah. you know that's something that i had honestly to be honest i'd chosen this album uh to do because i i was familiar with it i really enjoyed it i really enjoyed you know i love marvin Gaye. i love i love soul music <clears throat> but honestly uh it wasn't until i started researching it that i realized how political it was yeah i didn't realize like, that either yeah. yeah with the context of the times i'm sure it was blatantly obvious you know uh-huh. how uh how political it was, what what he was talking about with a lot of the stuff. Yeah. yeah. But looking back on it, it just seems like a brilliant album. You know, yeah. but it's yeah. e- it's even better because of how uh because of how how it was, you know, politically relevant. And that's the amazing thing is how politically relevant it is today.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well um I was going to say let's uh, roll into the first track then Hey so uh one one more about...
2: positive fact I would like to add about this album though before we roll into it okay. is that it is the first Motown album to ever credit the Funk Brothers as a band. Oh. As the backing band that okay. they were okay. and they did they did pretty much you know they, they like from the late 60s okay. to like all the 70s stuff they okay. they were the backing band for like most of Motown stuff.
1: Okay, yeah. so was, uh, yeah, in, interestingly for music history, yeah, it was also it was Marvin Gaye's eleventh studio album. but It was the first one to credit him as a producer, um, which is very interesting. And that on its own is a great piece of trivia. But like, what's what's really cool is that uh, you know, it, like we're talking about with the pushback that that he got from this, um, he he recorded the single uh, "What's Going On" and. And uh, the founder of Motown Records was like, "Oh, I don't like this, it, very Gordy." Yeah, and uh, and he called he called the jazz influence of it old, and thought that no one was going to like it. And then he changed his tune after it sold two hundred thousand records in a. In oh yeah, week. of course, of course he yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. 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 So um, on that
0: like, high note, yeah. But yeah, let's uh, get into it though. Sure. Um, this first track is uh, the titular track. What's going on?
2: picket lines
0: and picket signs don't punish me with
1: brutality talk to me so you can see
0: Man, that record executive was whack. All right, right. <laughs> just really whack. I don't know what he could pass, how he could possibly have heard that and been like, "Oh no, this this isn't gonna work on the radio." Mm-hmm. You know.
1: Yeah, I have to imagine the big. We also come
2: from a perspective of people that love that on the radio. Though. I guess so that's like... true.
0: That's true. They, had to, <laughs> they had to, the, these people had to pave the way for this to be. Like the there's, there's
2: always that in music, you know, there's yeah. there's rules that have to be followed, but there, there's rules that have to be broken. It's, it's don't yeah. give and take, you yeah. know, oh. everything's given take. you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. A really cool uh, tidbit that I learned about um, this, this particular track is that the, the saxophonist on it was just like, he thought he was recording a demo and he was, uh, he was just goofing around, like this is quote, like he was just goofing around uh, with the riff at at the top of the song. And Marvin Gaye was like, that's awesome. That should be the beginning of this album. Uh, And so he was like, he kept it like this little riff that this guy was literally just goofing around with, uh, kept it and it's like such an important part of music history now. This guy just noodling, you know, on his on his saxophone. That is
0: how good jazz artists are. People, beautiful music. Like I, I know a handful of jazz people, and they are generally the best music people I know. Oh, absolutely. You know, they just jazz is is so involved. Yeah, you have to. You have to know. Like you have to be it to the point where it's like almost a subconscious thing that you're putting out. You know. So, um, yeah, that's 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 awesome. Cause yeah. it is such a it's such a great like you, you there's feeling in it like you wouldn't think that that's noodling you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but hey you know that's that's jazz um well wh- one of the one of the things that immediately hit me with this album was that um this seems like what Childish Gambino listened to like the second before he went into the studio for Awaken My Love. Oh,
2: absolutely. It's <laughs> got
0: the right on, right on. Like like he, he uses the same like like call outs in the background, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean it is I guess that is Motown in general. It's not just uh, probably this, but
1: Yeah, I know James Brown. I feel like it was a big influence on that as well.
0: That's true. James Brown, he had a lot of uh, in between like vocal uh, things that he'd do that were like kind of scatty or kind of, Mm -hmm. yeah, added to the music in a different way. Yeah, but that's that's one of the big things I'm impressed with in general in this album is um, the the kind of call and response that he has with himself.
1: Yeah, actually, the, the fascinating thing about that, it was another sort of accidental thing that happened uh marvin Gaye really? recorded two different vocal takes and then the studio engineers accidentally layered them on top of each other and sent them off and he was like oh wait a minute that sounds fucking great and so then really? and that was just on the single and wow. so then he was like he used that as a basis for the whole album where he was gonna do two takes of vocal stuff And you really hear that in, like, Save the Children where, like, he does that breakdown where he's singing, but he's also, like, just speaking the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But, like, you can hear it on basically every track in
0: there. That is some amazing music lore. Like, the fact that that could be an accident. Because it's, like, that's one of the things. The notes I wrote is, like, this is so inspirational to the way that a lot of rap and hip-hop has that... Mm. Kind of uh, uh, dialogue going between just the rapper and himself, essentially. Right, and adlibs and stuff. Like yeah, that. yeah. And so the f- yeah, that being unintentional. Hey, true. it had to come from somewhere, right? Hey, that's that's why you follow. You follow the. Uh, that's what art is. You got to follow the mistakes. No, I love and, following, uh, the them, following the lines backwards. Following the lines into.
2: backwards makes so much sense because, like, it may it fits the puzzle in your head.
0: You know. Yeah. Fixes yeah. the puzzle in my head. You always think stuff's intentional all the time, but sometimes it's not.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Most of us are just flying by the seat of our pants in one way or another, even, yeah. even the best of us, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. The, and, and this is kind of one of those capturing like a genie in the bottle kind of moments, I think, because it's just. I mean, it is, I, I will say, like, I kind of see where the, the record exec exactly was coming, because it is old school. It's like kind of very, it's like a little Rat Packy here and there, you know? It is a little bit. Um, it but is it's, a but, little but, bit. But, but that's but not a only, bad thing. Only because you can only just tell that he was, he liked that stuff. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, the full orchestra thing, like, this made me think a little bit about the Frank Sinatra album we did um but like you know, a more oh, yeah. um well produced uh fully mm-hmm. uh realized version of something like that
2: well you know that's what for the record and i'm going to say this once that's what barry gordy was going for he mm-hmm. was like i want i want to get our music out into the real world and this is the best way to do it to make everybody listen to it and they, no one gonna hate it it was yeah, yeah, and I mean, he did what he did. He he did the world a service. God bless him.
0: <laughs> Pour one out for him. Um,
2: but seriously, on a serious note, I love how this song, like, it divide even like into the verses and stuff. You know, the one verse is like about the mother, mother. You yeah, know, and then like the second verse is the father, father stuff. You know, like yeah, it's got. He's, he's trying to kick, You know, he, he's really he's really trying to catch every
0: basis in this song you know that's true yeah it's it's trying to trying to catch everybody's perspective and trying to help
2: everybody calm it down yeah
0: Yeah. um I, i think this is a good time to mention like he is uh from what i could read he was a very um martin luther king inspired individual um like he loved the black panthers and the community organizing but he didn't necessarily like the. He was uh, the part of the peaceful stuff, side of it, um, which I mean, you know, from today's perspective, is a little more complicated because, you know, obviously this this civil rights movement has a slightly different. I mean, it's not Martin Luther King's civil rights movement necessarily all the time, but I mean, that's honestly, not a bad We're idea. not
2: supposed to blow stuff up anymore, and we keep blowing stuff up and bashing people's windows.
1: At. I think it's we're like, not
2: supposed to. We're supposed to be beyond that.
1: Well, I, I think mean, it's I don't we're think not, it's...
2: and there's a good reason for well, yeah, it. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't think it's. I'm not that. saying that there's not. Like, that, yeah. wow, we just keep, you know, when when people keep being pieces of shit, you know, uh, the, the 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 lower class will rise up. That's just what's going to happen.
1: And that's the thing is, a lot of people, you know, especially with our with our school system, you know, with the way that they teach the civil rights movement, a lot of people don't realize that Dr. King can only get everything that he got done done because there were, you know, quote, quote unquote, violent riots going on. Uh, Yes. You know, there, there was that property damage there there was all that. And then Dr. King was able to, to lead these peaceful protests. everything. And tell everybody to stop doing that.
0: Well, it was, well, I mean, but the, the idea of Martin Luther King being just a, just the peaceful protest guy is kind of a myth too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, uh, cuz like I think that's part of like part of the problem I think what you're talking about Desmond is like the way we frame the civil rights movement is we put MLK on his pedestal which I mean he's a great figure in the movement but he wasn't the only figure in the movement.
1: Exactly. And like no one would have listened to to him and what he was doing if if there weren't other people out there
0: yeah you know, like
1: yeah. like malcolm x and his followers who were who were out there like really doing rioting you know that's yeah. what got people they, to they really were the ones attention.
2: doing the pissed off stuff they're like we're pissed off yeah that well they were they were
0: res- they were responding in kind with uh you know the experience that they were forced to uh grow up with you know absolutely
1: and that um, that actually uh reminds me of just how how the the phrase "What's going on" turned into a song, and that's one of the most amazing things about about the just the lore behind this album. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was Obie Benson, who was a member of the Four Tops, um, saw this this horrifying event uh, known as Bloody Thursday at, at uh-huh. Berkeley. Um, oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. and that was in 1969, and so that was that was like this completely peaceful protest. And then the governor of California, who was at the time, Ronald Reagan, who, uh, Uh, who had uh, succeeded the, the previous guy, uh, that I talked about, who was, you know, the governor in 1965, the uh Democratic governor. So then yeah, Republican governor, Ronald Reagan, um, sent all these highway patrol and campus police, um, like to, to override these peaceful protesters Uh and, um, And there were like 6,000 peaceful protesters and the cops started tear gassing them. Cops from surrounding areas were brought in, about 800 of them total. And they were told to just stop the protest by any means necessary. So they came in with full riot gear, you know, gas masks, batons, everything, they covered Uh up their badges so that they couldn't be uh, identified, which, you know, sound familiar, right? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, those are like the pictures
0: we see in the history books, right? Exactly. Yeah.
1: And yeah, you know, what's amazing is a lot of time they put those in black and white and and in the history books, but they were in color, those pictures were taken in color, and they tried to make it seem like it was a long time ago, but it really wasn't. Yeah, uh, no, it's
0: not really uh, that long ago. You know yeah um you know, and, there's, there's uh, alive. I've, I've seen
2: that revival movement where they're like trying to make pictures that were taken in color like let them be in color
1: right yeah and uh yeah, cops are shooting at people with a twelve gauge double out buckshot um yeah they they claimed they weren't but like like uh medics and you know people in hospitals took double-op buckshot out of people's bodies uh, when yeah, they were fleeing from yeah. the cops. You know, these people uh-huh, were, uh-huh. were, you know, protesters running away from the cops, getting shot at with very lethal ammunition. It's the sort of shit that can, like, you know, double up buck can go through, through a person and then through a wall and then through another wall behind it and keep going. You know, this is, like, yeah. heavy ammunition. And they were tear-gassing people and shooting, you know, this real, like, very lethal... Uh, shotgun ammunition at them um yeah and yeah yeah, one guy one guy was just spectating and uh from a rooftop and the cops fucking shot him with a shotgun and he died and yeah yeah uh, it's like today
0: where you see uh uh, people that are just filming and reporting on things Mm -hmm. um being attacked by the authorities
1: yeah, it's literally against yeah. the Geneva Convention to yeah. target, yeah. Um, to target press or medics, and cops are doing yeah. it all over the place in this country right now. And yeah, it's amazing to look at the history and, and realize that it's you know it's no yeah. different than what they were doing over 50 years ago.
0: Well, speaking of the Geneva Convention, um, another theme of this album is um, being in response to Vietnam and the riots, yeah. uh, well the the uh, riots and protests involved uh, with that. And uh, the second song is inspired by his brother Frankie, who did three years in Vietnam. Um, and uh, we have this actually, tra- uh, we have the track two transitioning into track three, um, which is uh, a song about drugs. But we'll talk about track two first.
2: What's been shaken up and down the line? I hope sounds slightly in the hand of time.
0: So yeah, that's that's one of the examples of the like really crisp transitions. Uh, the that
2: wonderful gave. transitions you get throughout yeah, this yeah, entire yeah.
0: album. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, his brother uh, Frankie did go to Vietnam for three years. And um, what I like is that it's the second track is a continuation. It's another question. You know what I mean? There's a lot of questions in this album which I think is at the root of like how he's making people think. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, what's going on, what's happening, brother. And then the final track is a lot of, you know, questions in itself. So,
1: yeah. And um, yeah, just going back for a second on that, what's yeah. going on thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This guy in the four tops uh, saw witness this, this protest at Berkeley, you know, they that, that got to be called bloody Thursday. And he was like, man, what's going on here? what's happening in my country. And so he brought it to uh-huh. his band, the four tops. And they were like, nah, man, we can't write a political song like that. And then one day he was golfing with Marvin Gaye and he told him about it. And then Marvin Gaye like took it to this whole different direction, wrote a whole song out of it. And, and he was like, um, this guy, Obi Benson was like, oh dude, this song is yours. And then Marvin Gaye was like, no, I'll give you, you know, partial reddish credit on it because he really came up with, with the phrase, what's going on, you know, okay. such an important, part of it uh, yeah yeah, yeah. But, but you're totally right about like the how lots of questions being asked because you know in times like that you yeah. know coming back from vietnam having vietnam veterans a lot of whom didn't want to be there uh well, being being treated poorly by the by the public yeah. you know including marvin Gaye's own brother so a lot of questions about like like yeah, what's what's happening here, you know? It's like are yeah, you okay? Yeah. What's, you know, why is this why Well, cuz so much had happened
0: like in the mainland US in 3 years, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like like coming back must have been like a culture shock to like coming back at home and finding yourself in almost a foreign land, you know. Right. Um
2: you Well, though no, that's like that's what I'm what I'm reading here with the lyrics is that's what it's looking like that's what a lot of the song is asking like what's Uh happening brother like tell tell me yeah tell me what's new tell me what i've missed what what haven't i really i've read the papers what don't i know
0: it's kind of a continuation of the last track like it, it kind of feels um in what it's asking it's like it's still the same person trying to make sense of what's you know happening you know well, again,
2: that's why it's that. That's why it's a concept album. That's why we can do this. Mm-hmm. Is because each track kind of leads into the other, like not just like with the transitions that we're talking about, but literally like each song just kind of rolls yeah. into the next thought. It's like it's one person with like one thought, like, and they're just thinking about everything that they're learning on their way back.
0: Yeah, 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 and um yeah trying to i mean that's always the challenge of a veteran is to try to adapt back into civilian society regardless of what war it is no Um, we
2: we always try and treat it like it's getting but it's it's every war, no matter what war the veterans come back from there's always some kind of psychological
0: backwash definitely definitely i mean you can't you can't go through war and have it not? I mean, if you if it doesn't affect you at all, I feel like that might be a problem. Oh no, that's definitely. It's that, natural for it to affect you. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, especially, especially one like Vietnam. Like, I mean, especially what we know now, looking back, you know, that was one of the one of the a worst of psychological bullshit. I mean, we've done a lot of bad shit, but like that was, I think, one of the. Uh, in the in the top five, that was that was one of the worst for for U.S. bad shit. Those those to other people.
2: Absolutely. Now, yeah. was bad. Now was bad for everybody. Bad for everyone. And, you know, we just these, we just didn't need to go, but we did. None of it. None of it needed. It a whole thing.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: In these uh in these protests, I'm talking about that that really sparked uh a lot of the inspiration for this album. In both of them, uh, you know they. They had the the opposition to the riots were were saying that that they were just like the Viet Cong and really using the oh using that you know, kind of the the language of the time and that sort of yeah that sort of scare tactic against oh. the public
0: we, kind of like calling yeah. riot, uh, rioters antifa
1: today right and calling them <laughs> calling them you know terrorists you know like that's that's a big thing with the yeah, with the right wingers yeah. nowadays funny is, how that is oh, calling work. Yeah, is calling people terrorists uh, because that's the scare word that we've had since nine eleven. You know. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's the most. That's the most recent scare word, even though it's vague.
1: Right. It can, anyone can disagree. be a terrorist. You know, Donald Trump declaring well, it. That's why. A terrorist organization. That's why.
0: Like that. Yeah. That itself.
1: That's why the like,
2: social like. media crap is both good and bad because social media crap. Will, it, it it attacks it right away. You know, like oh Antifa oh, let's compare it to everything in the past that we possibly can, which some of them are good examples and some of them aren't. And it's only because the other side does the same crap. And then we just have this this whole thing of everyone's just just, just attacking
0: each other. Well, I mean, yeah. If you're talking about Facebook, we're not we're I mean, not solving any problems anymore. Well, yeah. Well, if you're talking about Facebook, at least like they're no, no. Yeah, actively... I, that, I'm talking about
2: social media in general. Well, yeah. Like, social yeah. media sucks. That's that. I guess that was my point.
0: There's a movie about that on um, that came out recently, like the social media dilemma. I haven't seen it yet, but it's uh, my phone. Apparently, thinks that I need to watch it. So mm-hmm. I don't know what, why Google wants me to so badly, but. Um, but yeah, the, the the track three though, um, if we could talk about it um, as yeah. well, um, it kind of takes a different turn though from the uh, the trying to decipher what's been happening in you know his neighborhood, and uh, I think this is one where he's talking about uh, drug use, but I think mainly marijuana, and then. Uh, cocaine, way later. So, I mean, I don't think, I don't know if he had any like, like really, really hardcore drug use. Um, but by today's standards, it, it, it was Motown.
2: <laughs> it yeah, was Motown. I mean, it was. That's t- that's, was, that's, that's that was, all I'm gonna
0: say. Yeah, late night, late. I've late seen the movies. And 70s, I've read the books. Cocaine was everywhere. I've seen so the things. It was like having a it... cup of Joe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, like literally, like literally, you could do it everywhere openly. It was, from what I understand, it was insane. Um, yeah. Pre, uh, pre, uh, uh, drug war, but, um, but yeah, this is, uh, it, it's, uh, kind of, uh, I don't know if it, it's kind of a positive, uh, song, you know, he, he has a lot of these kind of, um, these, Just soulful, just positive uh, uh, sounding uh, tunes to like uplift your spirit, you know, just by hearing them. Like a couple of these sound like straight up like worship tunes, you know, Um, because he is a pastor's kid. um, If you guys didn't know from um, reading about it, but yeah, his his dad's a pastor, which I think comes through a lot with his, uh, his lyrics
1: were we going to uh, uh yeah not uh, super familiar with with your format were we're going to listen to some of that.
0: Oh, oh, so the, okay, so that last one was track no, two and 3. we 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 did a transition. Did a transition, piece. transition. So, so no, we're we we're yes, both. So,
2: That was So both. yeah, so whatever you have to say about this song, that's where yes, we are. Right. Whatever
0: now. you have to say about track but, um, 3, say it now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it definitely it definitely is not
2: as as poppy as it sounds. Yeah. It's definitely like it's definitely trying to deal with issues as well
1: yeah um,
2: self-destruction in my hand oh lord so stupid-minded and i go crazy where i can't find
1: yeah yeah it definitely you know? sounds sounds super fun like like some of these songs do but it is yeah it is a very yeah. serious song what i learned uh researching this is that the song is actually about heroin um oh and oh, yeah and nice. to someone that in, makes you a know a lot of sense yeah. 50 years later it it does it's not as obvious but there's their lyrics and they're like um well, I know I'm hooked, my friend, to the boy who makes slaves out of men. Boy was slang for, for heroin back in the day. Oh. So it was a little more like like some of these political things. It was a little more obvious back when back when it came out that it was about what it was about. Right. Uh, but of course, oh, it still had to okay. be friendly enough for the radio. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I and
0: mean, I just clicked on that note on Genius. And yeah, before it just said cocaine. But this other note says heroin.
1: So. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm sure it's about a whole slew of drugs, but yeah, from what I read, and with that particular uh, slang term, it sounds like, uh, yeah, it's at least somewhat about heroin.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's no good. It's no good no matter who you are. But um, yeah, so this song, so he's, um, he's, yeah, he's definitely, if he's doing heroin, he's definitely flying fucking high, uh, because that stuff is... Is, uh, there's a reason people ruin their lives for it, so that's all. I'm well, <laughs> that makes the end of the
2: song sound real believable as well. Like I said, all the self destruction stuff, you know, mm-hmm. to the boy who makes slaves out of men, you know that that really that really will get in your head.
0: Yeah, I didn't even think about that lyric uh, when I when I read it the first time. So now it, yeah, that makes sense. Um, but. I think that we need to do one thing, though. We need to save the children. I think that's what Marvin Gaye is really getting at right now, is that we need to save the children. So here's "Save the Children." The children.
1: For the children.
0: see, let's let's save the children. Let's let's save all the children.
2: We need to save the babies.
0: We gotta save the babies. We need to save the children. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Um, Which, weirdly, is a big hashtag right now. A lot of, (laughs) you know, uh, people trying to take on the uh, the, the quote-unquote globalist pedophile elites. Um, And uh, that's not what this song's talking about, uh, I don't think. Um, But... He's just talking about just I think the world and the the children of the next generation and yeah. like what
2: what what um, I like about this song is that they have the one guy saying like it's it's very um we call it, spoken word it's spoken word with Marvin Cage
1: yeah. backing it up with the soul yeah they're both him yeah it's yeah. it's that's an is example of, from... him, very of him very not know that doing two okay. takes on the track and yep. and they're. Yeah, they're him doing it very differently in this case. Yeah, this one he's uh, doing it very intentional. Yeah.
2: That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That just increased the value of this song. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, that's one thing I noticed um, is that it was, I was like, I'm pretty sure that's him every time there's like a male voice talking to a male voice. Like there are uh, some female choruses in here, but I think for the most part, the male voices are him. Um, I'll check, I'll, I'll check in the, the sidebar, um, as well, but yeah, that's, this is kind of, again, what we were talking about earlier with the, um, back and forth talking that I think inspired a lot of like hip hop R and B or hip hop rap R and B later, you know, like way later, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of at the heart of, of like, Kind of jazz and that tradition of like improv uh, in your music, um, like scatting and stuff that I think carries on from like jazz all the way through onto like modern hip hop. And this is you know again one of the one of the stops along the way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You
0: know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a really no, just is... a nice uh, soulful. One, it's a beautiful song for the, one for the song. kids, you know.
2: <laughs> like, he, he talks about a lot, it's of a beautiful things. call and response song.
0: Well, and he talks about a lot of different things on this album, so I mean, absolutely. Um, I think this is just uh one of the things that he wants to get across along the way. Um, but I don't have like, I don't know, like why specifically save the children is the message in the song but like you know i don't think i need to necessarily but anyway um well
2: it's just kind of like you know he comes from the hood you know i hate to say like i hate to sound like that kind of guy but like you know he's he's literally saying like he's talking about the children everywhere all across
0: america they're well, all I mean, in poor situations. Well, he does. And he's, in inner city blues. He gets into that kind of uh, stuff because of mm-hmm. uh, he talks about taxation and how it's not right. going to his community. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's he. He wants to. He wants the children all over the place to, um, yeah, have a better situation. He wants
2: all the children to have a better life. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, so, 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 next... Desmond. Wait, yeah. Do we, we talk about his uh, his his Lonely Island albums yet? What? Did we talk about Desmond's Lonely Island albums? Yet? Oh,
0: oh, I was going to get to that in the. You know what? We could do that. Let's do that now, the and then we'll half. take a break, yes. and then we'll finish the album. I agree. I agree. Desmond, we're going to put you on the spot then, and right. uh, we're going to ask you. Wait, actually, before we ask you, we gotta we gotta do our theme. All right. This is the uh, desert island mix segment. And uh, Desmond, what would your uh top five desert anywhere island from albums, three
2: to five albums three to three if you to were on a five. desert
0: island somewhere? If you can't think of five, that's fine, but all right. Yeah.
1: yeah, uh, yeah I think yeah, you know, one thing I didn't talk about um, for my inspiration growing up was that um it, after I turned ten, my my grandmother started raising me, and she oh, okay. was uh, she was the coolest lady, and she um, she actually fought a lot in the civil rights movement, did a lot of that, and uh, and she listened to a lot of Bob Marley, and uh, and it was like like it was the coolest thing to be raised, you know, by by this old lady who listened to Bob Marley, you know. Um, yeah, so yeah. I heard a lot of that. So I definitely have to say Exodus, you know, by Bob Marley and the Wailers is, okay. is definitely on there as you know, especially if I'm on an Island, I want to be listening to reggae, you know, that's actually very not a least. bad call.
0: <laughs> yeah. I never thought about that, but very, good very call. good call.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and then, yeah, going into like my, my love of hip hop, you know, Tupac has always been a huge inspiration for me. Yeah. So I feel like Me Against the World is just one of those okay. one of those albums where he became, you know, really got you know, he he really came into his own at that point. I was doing really, you know, socially conscious stuff that was also really gangsta, you know, at the same yeah, time. Yeah. Um and I feel like that yeah, really really important uh, for for 90s music history but also just important for my own Yeah, well, uh, he represents so
0: many things at the same time, you know. Oh yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, You know, again, yeah. Going back to my childhood, you know, like I was talking about Frank Sinatra, mm-hmm. he released something like 60 albums though. So it's really yeah, hard to, yeah, yeah, <laughs> to yeah. choose one, uh, but you know, for a while, man. Yeah. I would have to, I would have to fucking say his greatest hits, you know, just like all the, That's all the big call. ones. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like doing greatest hits albums is probably what, what we're, what we all sort of, would actually choose were we choosing real desert island discs i feel like you need uh, at
0: least one you know like one of the albums you pick should probably just be greatest hits
1: oh absolutely yeah and on that note one of my favorite songs of all time is my fucking ringtone is uh bohemian rhapsody so i have to say a night at the opera by queen definitely has to be on there and that's something i didn't really bring up yet but that's solid um, yeah i've been a fan of like classic rock and prog rock for a while okay Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have a yeah, lot of Queen just... uh records and uh mm. that's what really got me into Queen was finally listening to them start to finish. Sure. Cuz like I I knew the singles but when I heard the stuff start to finish it was like a whole different experience. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and uh, is that 5? That,
0: that was four. Or
1: was okay. it 4? Um Do another one. All right. <laughs> Do another yeah. one. One um, more. I'm thinking One like ball. I'm thinking have like another? Really, really really chill shit cuz we're listening to this album mm-hmm. um and so some of my favorite music that I've really connected with is stuff that you can just chill out to and there's a local band called Fringe Character um and they're they're like they have a full brass section, but they do a lot of hip hop and a lot of instrumental hip hop um with like acoustic live instruments and they're really cool. And even you know, before COVID, even they were only playing like once or twice a year, so it was hard to see them. Uh but their first album I've owned for a while, something, some thought. Um, that's a great nice. album. Okay. Yeah. So awesome. I wish I wish I could see them live, you know. But yeah, that's yeah, no, we right we... now. In we general. always
0: try to support like local shit on the podcast, so
1: yeah, that's a nice yeah.
0: shout out. Um, I'll have to try to uh, write a or add a
1: link or something. Yeah, that. check out Fringe character. Fringe yeah, character,
0: you know. and that mm. is not referring to the the show Fringe, right?
1: Right, no, completely okay. different. I've been I've been yeah.
0: I've been binging Fringe, and uh, and i mean there's characters but none of them are that that memorable
1: so (laughs) yeah Yeah. and then i mean i I know i did five but like shout out to slick rick just for being like like (sighs) fucking yeah Yeah. oh my god memories is just one of the best songs ever um yeah 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 because i'm just thinking about chill shit and like that whole album the art of storytelling Mm -hmm. not only did it inspire how i write music how i write lyrics like let me tell a story which is a big reason why i like this Marvin Gaye album, what's going on, yeah. tells a lot of yeah. stories, but also just like, just oh my god, you can chill out so hard to like basically every song on that on that album. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and that's what you're gonna need. You're gonna need a lot of uh, a lot of chill time, a lot of time to do some mental. Uh, uh, just, I mean, honestly, if you treat it the right way, a desert island doesn't have to be the worst thing. Oh yeah. yeah, you know it could be a little. Uh, it could be a forever vacation, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. I love a forever vacation. <laughs> well, I mean, we're. Anyways, well, I was about to say I'm in the <laughs> middle of my forever COVID vacation, and it's. Oh, dude! I'm, I'm a taking weird. a week off. Of it's a little PTO weird, shit. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've been working all through this, but. Um. All right. Cool. Well, that has been uh, Desmond's Desert Island Mix. cool well um we will be right back with y'all we're gonna take a little break and then we will be back with uh, uh we have another transition actually between tracks the five best and six transition my definitely my favorite transition between songs um and uh yeah i'm excited to get to it uh we will be right back with the album concept hour. this is drummer colden
1: and you are listening to the Album Concept Hour.
0: <laughs> Welcome back to the Album Concept Hour, everybody. Uh, well, oh, wait. Was, was it the Album Concept Hour or was it.? What is
2: it I'm this, this you know? <laughs> i
0: I'm so sorry, everybody. It's actually, what is Dave drinking right now? Um, so uh, uh, we are going to go around the horn. And uh, Dave is not here in, in body, but I'm sure he's having a few. Here in spirit. And, and he's probably actually having a few because he worked, he worked a long fucking shift. So mm-hmm. um, <laughs> we will be drinking for Dave um uh desmond we'll start with you we'll start with the guest today what are you right. uh
1: drinking tonight well for the past what time is it, it is uh, wow for the past almost 10 five solid hours i've been drinking pbr easy because PBR easy. i had a uh i had a D&D game before this and i knew that i would uh i would if i was going to be drinking for the D game and the podcast I was going to need something very low in alcohol. Some
2: so the a controlled substance to keep you going through the whole time. Is that, <laughs> is that a newer
0: version of PBR? I've never heard of.
1: Yeah, so it is new. It came okay. out like this year or last year or something. Mm. And it's like, it is like if PBR is already a light beer, this is the light beer version of that light beer. Wow. Um, so right. it is, yeah, I've I've been a PBR drinker. For a while, um, uh, it is my go-to cheap beer. It's the only, only cheap I mean, beer I really drink. PBR and, uh, for life,
0: my friend. It's reliable. Go.
1: It's old reliable. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, have, yeah. have you tried the, the coffee PBR yet? I have. It's expensive and I like it. But I can't. I can basically drink it exactly at noon, and no earlier, no later. Because it's both coffee and beer. But I've got my little, uh, <laughs> yeah, really got my little, enough. Coca Cola brand mini fridge uh, next to me Ooh, to keep fancy. feeding me fresh, cold PBR easies for the whole uh, night. I should get one of those. It's All pretty right. great. It was like crazy. It was like fifteen bucks. It was like nothing. Really? now?
0: Oh, yeah. Nice. I should get a little beer fridge under my desk. Oh, it's perfect. Desk.
1: It's perfect. Oh,
0: yeah, nice yeah. What about you, John? What are you uh, sipping on tonight?
2: I'm uh, sipping on the Ice House Edge. Ice right. House there's, Edge. There's a little extra little edge on the, uh, the on the, on the, on the yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's cheap. Yeah. It gets you there.
0: It does the trick.
2: It's you know it's 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 not quite PBR, but you know, it it does it it does the job a little better. You
0: know. So. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. There you go. That's for me. I'm back to my old standard hopelicious over here from A Asylum. Um you know, I the will only guy mention, that would make Dave proud. If someone <laughs> you know, I will mention something. Um I don't know why, but the beers, although they're great, there's always just like a little bit of give in the like can when I'm and before I open it. You know what I mean? That's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's the only beer I know of that does it. Does that? And I mean, I love it, but also like, what's going on, (laughs) Hoplicious? Seriously. Segue. (laughs) All right. That has been. What are we Drinking. drinking? Alright, then we're gonna go right back into the album Concept Hour. We have tracks uh five into track six. So that is uh God is love and mercy mercy me. And this is one of my favorite transitions in the album.
1: And when we call on him for mercy,
2: Father, he'll be
0: That. oh that that all night.
2: Yeah. oh yeah just so so like so seamless and it's just such a drop yeah but it's it, it's like a seamless drop like
0: you're just you're into the song and then all of a sudden like, well this hmm. is the part that really specifically was like all right that is hip-hop that transition mm-hmm. is a like is like a Dj transition you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like that's how perfect it is yep you know
1: yeah you're talking about how uh you know some some of his religion comes across in some of these songs yeah i mean god is love i mean just the name alone you can oh yeah definitely listening to those lyrics yeah you can tell that he was he was raised by a preacher you know
0: definitely yeah i relate you know Mm -hmm. um i i like i like me some good worship you know, worship done right is uh, is a, you know can be a can be a fun thing. It's always a great sign. Yeah, doesn't
2: matter who you're worshiping when you do it right. You're just worshiping the the good lords of karma, yeah, or whatever yeah, the yeah. heck it is. You would, it's just a beautiful thing. Yeah, worship God done or, right, God is
0: or nature or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just you know. Sometimes I think I think that's what. I mean, personally, I think that's kind of what music is in a way. Like That's, that's what it's supposed to be. I think that's what I agree it's, with that. yeah, I think that's one of the things it's supposed to do for humans. I mean, because it's been used for eons to facilitate worship and facilitate uh, spirituality, um, you know. And so I think that, I mean, you know, it's probably only pretty recently with humanity that it's been like commercialized in this way.
1: Oh, uh, absolutely. I mean, it's definitely, it's
0: I think that, yeah, this kind of music taps into that, uh, kind of spiritual element of, of music, you know, and, uh, yeah, for him and for him, this is, you know, uh, uh, Christian music. Cause he's, uh, he's a guy go- is, his dad was, a, a you know, Christian pastor, but I mean, I feel like it's, it can be applicable to every, every, anyone, I think it's just a very spiritual song
1: you know yeah and then you know that transition like we're talking about into mercy mercy me is just so seamless so beautiful and uh but that song itself uh listening to the lyrics is really ahead of its time talking about the environment and stuff and Mm -hmm. and it's just like sort of stands alone for like this kind of music in that era with songs that yeah. are about saving the environment and it's amazing how conscious he was with that sort of thing and how he put that into well it's, the-
2: it's kind of great through. like the whole the whole song transition part is like the like the first song is literally about like it's about loving your family you know love your mother love your father love your sister
0: yeah kind of like the first you know? one it, kind gives, of it gives real good reasons yeah yeah
2: you know, and then it just and then it just rolls into that the the, the mercy mercy me, the yeah. College and and I, and I think that that
0: it. I think that that seamless transition is intentional because I mean, it's like he's bridging, oh, he's bridging the idea that you know spirituality and God is and Jesus is important. It's it's, it's, about, it's about it's about love. You know, it's really
2: you should important. have the same kind of love for for everything that you have for your family.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It exactly. really, it really
2: is kind of like that's. It's kind of like what
0: I'm hearing. Yeah, least. extending that love towards nature and the environment as well, um, rather than just your those that you are your immediate loved ones. You know, um, but yeah, he gets into like radioactive stuff, like oil waste. He literally says oil wasted on the ocean, and I mean, he doesn't. He, he this is before. Like the BP oil spill and all sorts of stuff. So I mean, mm-hmm. he was, you know, <coughs> a little ahead of his time, um, like you were saying, Desmond. Um, like when he when I saw the uh, the part about uh, radiation under the ground and in the sky, I had to look up. Like, oh, when did Chernobyl happen? Maybe this is like a uh, reference to to Chernobyl, but but was, it is not. Yeah, that's in the eighties. It's so, just, um, it's... yeah yeah um well like
2: i I, you know it's just it like first four on the on the song you know things ain't what they used to be what about this overcrowded land how much more abuse can from man can she stand yeah yeah you know that's just that's where we're at
0: (laughs) yeah and it's it's so it's so much worse Oh, no. so I know. Mean, so much worse now. It's yeah. So, so much worse. Like, I, yeah. We, we, we got no better. Yes. It's, I mean, it's, and it's crazy that so many yeah. people saw this coming. Like, I mean, you know, we, we all know now that, you know, um, uh, ExxonMobil knew about like, uh, like global warming, like decades before it started to show signs like, you know there was a lot of they people that knew they were making money about that the consequences of what was happening that and and yeah there was people like yeah Marvin Gaye that were starting to sing about it and bring it attention to it and you know i'm sure that this was something that the hippies were talking about as well um as well as the um you know uh the black panthers who's a big fan of i mean yeah, this was a big part of, uh, I think the, maybe something to come out of the psychedelic movement and that, that love of nature, um, and that return to nature, I guess, that was happening. Um, but yeah, I think that it's a great fusion of that and the traditional like soul sound that you would expect from walking into a church, honestly, with some of these tracks.
1: Yeah yeah, there's definitely a gospel element in a lot of these,
0: yeah, yeah. Like when I found out that he was a pastor's kid, like that that made a whole lot of sense with some of the um some of the singing that I'm hearing and um, the, the just the way that it complements each other. So, um, well, no, and
2: that's that's a great example again, of these two songs that we emerged with our bridge, because this is one song is about human compassion. Yeah, and yeah. the other song is about world compassion, and it really is supposed to be one song.
0: Yeah, and, and then and then to go back, I mean, the song before that is "Save the Children," so I mean, it's going from yep. "Save the Children" mm-hmm. to like you know, let's save each other to let's save the earth, you know. So he's now, This of, was a great. This was a great concept yeah, album. He, he's, he's going down. This really is. Yeah, the list of everyone. it really is just one song with
2: different verses, and each verse means something
0: yeah yeah now this next song actually gets into something that uh i'm still very curious about and that's the kind of idea of uh sexual healing which uh marvin Gaye was apparently um a part of he was uh he was a sexual healer of some kind this is what the this is what the genius notes are telling me by
2: the way come out come out come out
0: um let's make love anyway let's let's get into the song first and then talk about it though all right oh yeah I mean, it's about a lot more than just sexual healing. It's just, that's the part I no, was drawn it, it, to in the notes. <laughs> that was a great
2: sampling of the Funk Brothers, by the way.
0: Yeah, I love I love that. It's like the peak of the uh, kind of instrumental break, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it says here that uh, Marvin Gaye was many things, a chronicler of the times, a believer, a sexual healer, and a superstar musician. But above all else, he was a man who aimed to touch the souls of the people around the world. Um, so I don't know too much about the, the sexual healing uh, uh, history of that, but um, there's little-known fact. The guy that used to play Barney is actually a... Uh, Sexual healer in California these days. So, <laughs> so, you want to go down that rabbit hole?
1: That's horrifying,
0: <laughs> right? It's just strange. Um,
2: I would I, I would really like to talk about uh, verse two, verse two here for this song.
0: Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, that's uh, that that that's just a really really I'm kind good, of of good it with lines. this this uh, sexual aspect that I I attached <laughs> I. I you know got you know stuck on anyway well, what were you saying? talking
1: about the actual song sexual healing
0: well no no no, no, no we're no. actually no no it's, the, no it's just a note that i saw on the side uh that oh okay yeah, I, was, I was I like i was talking about that
1: earlier did i was like did that is did, a song i feel like we just listened to this whole album and i definitely didn't hear that in it didn't that come out no again? no no i just got no. i so that just that was that was that was just forget let's just forget back, about the sexual healing let's not talk about that
0: just genius was talking about it.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, so, yeah. but what we're talking about is like the jam session that is right on. Yes,
0: right? it is a it is a full on like jam session. Like each, great. between yeah. each verse is just excellent jamming. Yes, uh, definitely, definitely some of the Funk Brothers' best work. Yeah, it, but it, it, no, it's... I think
2: uh, so. Verse two. Uh, yeah. Some of us were born with money to spend some of us were born for races to win some of us are aware that it's good for us to care and some of us feel the icy wind of poverty blowing in the air that is just yeah that's he's he's trying to connect on all levels he's trying to get everyone to listen to his music
0: well yeah because i mean that was what the message was that uh martin luther king was trying to get to you know, before he was assassinated, is he was about Mm -hmm. to tackle the poverty issue and the, I guess, you know, the united aspect that uh, poverty in America presented. And that was when he was assassinated, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think this, I mean, being someone that comes from his school of thought, this is probably his, um, you know... Uh, I, I'm assuming there's some kind of inspiration coming from there you know what I mean because I mean Martin Luther King is pretty much in in this this time period is pretty much unavoidable I think as far as just oh absolutely a, a figure to be thinking about um but yeah he's he's talking about the the uh the wealth inequalities and um just he's talking about a, a whole lot of things that are are happening and um in the u.s and you know he 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 has this you know pure like kind of love message that he always kind of gets back to um like in track six love love sweet love wonderful love true love for your brother and love for god um so he's definitely a you know love conquers all kind of dude which is fine but um It takes all kinds, Brad. Takes all kinds. uh, Life takes all kinds. Let's get on to Holy, Holy then. Um, This is track eight. And um, yeah, let's see what we pick. We can rock the world's
2: foundation. Yes,
0: Together. And for those of you listening, that is holy, like W H O L Y, and then holy, like spiritual holy. So it's the two different versions of the
1: holy. Yeah, this is a the song is a great example of you know like how eclectic this whole album is, but this song is a great example of really bringing gospel into it. You know, definitely. Yeah, this is. I mean, this
0: is the for me the pastor's kid song, right. Like this is the most. I think this is the one that is most, um like, clearly focused on the gospel element of it. Yeah.
2: Well, you know what 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 I like about it is it's it's clearly it's clearly focused on the positive aspect of it. You know, he's well, like, yeah, together. Hey, Jesus together left us a long hope. time ago, and he left us a book. He's not. He's not trying to talk negative about the book. He's not trying to talk positive about the book. He's just saying, like, Jesus left us a book.
0: Read yeah, it. yeah. Well, I mean, he's definitely. You know, I mean, that's... he's definitely subtly suggesting, like, hey, this is the one you should pick up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say, I mean, I know I'm biased because I'm also a pastor's kid, but yeah, Jesus no, had some I've... cool stuff to say.
2: No, no, I, absolutely. I I come from. My dad read the Bible very.
0: God, must be he like was a very times, he was a very peaceful man, but who knew mm-hmm. when to uh, to riot to uh, you know challenge the system. Well, let's put it this way: that's what I love about Jesus. One of the like, great stories. He in would Jesus, totally in the... be behind BLM, in my opinion. You oh, absolutely! I
2: mean? Just just look at just look at he got so pissed that they were selling crap in his in his father's temple. Mm-hmm. That as like a twelve year old, he went in and just, just destroyed everything. He didn't care. Yeah, he was, he was like, like screw you. Get out of table. my dad's temple. What are you doing? This is not good. Yeah. Stop, yeah. stop trying to make a profit off of off of peace. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yep. So yeah, this one's a very just purely um, you know, very pure spiritual tune. Um
2: well it, it it really is like a it really is a coming together moment of the whole album, like just come on everybody, just let's just make some peace. Yeah. It's just let's just all come together, like that well, you I listen mean, to everything I had to say.
0: Well, I think it's more I think it's more kind of getting to the fact that like everyone is holy like as a as a community together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that is yeah. what creates what is holiness. You know, is is community, you know, working together finally, because that's what he liked about the Black Panthers was they would bring um, food like door to door. They would like they had a whole lot of community services that they were providing for the communities around them, um, you know, besides the political um,
1: activism that they were doing. So. I think a big part of that to consider is that that was political activism, you know, like that's true. Feeding, yeah. feeding people who are hungry. It is, is, yeah. is political. You know, why are they hungry in the first place is, is really what you got to ask. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, and that I, I can definitely say from experience, I mean, downtown Madison is, uh, is awful to the homeless community. Absolutely. And um, you that's know, true. I've tried to do, I, I've done a little bit of activism here and there for that. And like, They have literally done the thing where they changed the landscape of downtown so that it's harder for homeless folk to uh, commune down where they used to. So, you know, they're putting up structures that they can't easily sit on. Like, it's just still, you know, again, another thing that's still a big problem um, in a lot of major cities. So Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Getting to say that, you know, that just like humans and community together is a holy thing is like, I think, powerful. Um, And uh, the next track though is, what I love about this album is that it ends on a really, really somber note with a lot of uh, questions being kind of of bared open to the listener. So um, this next track is Inner City Blues. Um, make me want to holler.
2: Throw my head. is increasing. Trigger, happy policing.
0: Increasing. Yeah, yeah. Which is, uh, I think we, uh, we we chose this um, clip because it reflects so, you know, vividly how much this has not changed. Yeah, I mean?
1: trigger happy police and, uh, a yeah. dad on that on its own. Huge. Yeah. Throw up yeah. both
2: my hands.
0: Yeah. Yeah, throw up both my... that That's literally the Ferguson thing, you know. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Hands up, don't shoot. You know what I mean? Like, that's... It's, you know, for as long as... As long as I'm, you know, American history, um, there has been people in authority that have been suspicious of minorities and non-whites. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And that's something that is, um, yeah, we're we're still we're still trying to fight. Um, but yeah, this song brings up a lot of of things, um, though. You know, it's it's a uh, uh, there's not a lot of albums that end in this kind of tone. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's, I don't know. Um, it's very individual. Of yeah, it, it kind of almost stands apart from the rest of the album, and I'd almost expect it like in the middle of the album um, usually. But it's such a no. But a, he's a saying deep...
2: he's saying this problem ain't over. Yeah, I right? th- and, like like and... just because I'm ending this album doesn't mean I've
0: solved anything. Yeah, I think that you the wants problem's it, still there. I think by the end of the album he wants you it's he wants it to be fresh on your brain as mm-hmm. the album is is
1: fading out, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, I think something uh that that we could talk about with this whole Album as a whole. I mean, even Marvin Gaye's whole discography is how much it inspired works after it. Um, yes. Like both directly and and indirectly, but a really direct way is through uh, sampling. And I was just mm-hmm. like, I knew that I had heard some some samples from this album in different places, and when I looked it up, it was it was mind blowing to me. So this track, Inner City Blues, along with Mercy Mercy Me and What's Going On, just those three tracks alone have been sampled in literally hundreds of songs.
0: Just oh, between wow. those three.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. Uh and yeah, and what's happening, brother, flying high and save the children have also been sampled. And like it's a very wide range. Like, um, yeah, like what's going on has been sampled every year since the year after it came out. It's amazing. Well,
0: yeah, it's such it's such well, it's I don't know what it is about the production that makes it this way, but it is just so i mean i guess i i I mentioned pet sounds earlier but it really does it it reminds me of pet sounds in the way that it's just so big and there's so many um you know it's like a whole orchestra at their Mm -hmm. disposal but like being very selective like the bongos Mm -hmm. in this song are like really like um just so crit like i don't know the song is the song is done very well yeah, you were Very saying well it's, from, it's from like it's like butter. It's like Audible it's butter. It's like a yeah. big stick of butter. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah.
1: Butter. You know, obviously, we think about hip hop and R and B as being a big part of sampling, but like, like back in 1972, when what's going on was sampled, you know, that was back in you know with reggae and dub. And, yeah, you know, that's yeah. where we get dub from. You know, is the yeah. sample aspect of it. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so really cool stuff. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, no, and like even again, even just like it, like I, with these verses, you know, like verse two inflation, no chance to increase finance, bills pile up sky high. Send that boy off to die. Yeah. You know, it's just it well it, and he it, makes uh oh.
0: he makes a mention about taxes back then, and mm-hmm. um apparently that was um a bigger problem back then for people in the lowest tax bracket. Um, like it was something that was really affecting people um, in a big way because they were paying for these, uh, you know, these wars and uh, paying for, you know, they were essentially using, you know, taxes from, you know, uh, uh, mm-hmm. you know, not not enough from the, the upper class and way too much from the lower class, which has been kind of our thing for a while. <laughs> sounds, um, like a, sounds like a today problem there, Brett exactly that, today that uh, connects to today <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah yeah so um just want to charge us for everything yeah so this album's got a lot of really great uh prescient uh things um and i think that it is a uh uh yeah a good album to to throw on today uh, if you absolutely wanna, you know you know no yeah well it. I
2: mean, the messages are the same
0: please listen to this album
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, this uh, was really cool. Just like final bit of trivia is this year. Uh, Rolling Stone magazine called it the greatest album of all time uh, which they oh, vote awesome. on like every year uh, but this oh, was wow. the first year that it was voted on by musicians instead of music critics and so it replaced uh, certain interesting as the, interesting. As, the uh, as the greatest album of all time according to Rolling Stone that's awesome. very cool nice, for that to be nice. a, a thing in 2020 and you know as we've talked about couldn't be more relevant yeah, so yeah yeah well thanks so much yeah, for having me yeah. out for this one. I'm glad we oh, yeah. I to like. Oh, thank you one for one coming on, on, man. Yeah, absolutely. We love
0: having guests. Seriously. Um, and before we, uh, we get out of here, we like to go around and uh, ask everyone what they have been listening to lately. So, oh, okay. um, listening we'll, to, uh, watching to, whatever. Uh, whatever you got. I guess I'll start today because I don't usually start. Um, I have been listening to a whole lot of Mastodon, uh, the whole discography, just. I've just been jamming on Mastodon and that's pretty much it. And I've also been binging fringe. So, um, I've been doing that as well. It's one of the few JJ Abrams things that ends. Okay. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I've been, uh, jamming on, uh, lately. Uh, what about you Desmond?
1: Yeah. Um, I, I've been mostly listening to music in the car lately. My girlfriend and I went to, uh, went to a pumpkin patch recently because you know it's the season for yes, that that's true. and uh and so yeah made, made a little road trip and my road trip music is always my classic rock station on pandora which you know i still have probably the only millennial who still has a pandora account but uh um, yeah yeah <laughs> Shout out to pandora.
0: You, know... <laughs> you guys should put out some podcasts like spotify does or something
1: there you go. But like randomized <laughs> podcasts. Like you don't yeah, know what you're going sure, to you Yeah, sure. Give me something uh, political. There uh, we go. But yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, stuff like Leonard Skinner, Guns N' Roses. Nice, you know, nice. In ACDC. That's, a, that's so. some good driving music.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah. Keeps you energized while you're driving around. All right, what about you, John? What have you been uh, jamming on recently?
2: So, actually, I've been listening to uh, album uh, tracks from uh, the Guess Who. Okay, okay. uh, American Woman. Okay. uh, The the, the album, because it kind of looks like the album is set as a kind of, like, listen-through concept the album
0: okay so i'll have to
2: check that I out might i might wind album. up suggesting that yeah no no okay. it, it it go go ahead and take a look at it please yeah i know america i love a for second, sure, uh, yeah, I it second yeah i love a second perspective on it yeah well, there's like th- there's like three tracks on it that like are the biggest ones okay and it it looks like the whole thing is 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 probably like wow meant to be listened through together nice, so I'm, nice. I'm i'm currently into that uh, otherwise, um, on Netflix, they just released a a, uh, a new uh, documentary series on the Challenger. Okay. That the the ship that went up in uh, eighty six and blew up. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, they're they're doing a whole docu series on it, and yeah, I'm, I'm about yeah. an episode and a half in, and it looked it, it 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 it's quite fetching. It's quite interesting.
0: Okay, okay, I'll so, have to check yeah. that out. So yeah.
2: Uh, yeah no seriously it's nice. new and it's it, it look it up it looks very cool we got uh the, the
0: all the we got people from it got footage from it so you know yeah netflix has been uh having a lot of great documentary stuff so yeah yeah no that's uh, yeah. well i
2: think that's what they're doing is they're trying to find some kind of niche before they're you you, you know what i mean disney Disney ruins everything. Before Disney buys Netflix. Before Disney kills <laughs> everything. No, Disney won't buy Netflix. Disney will buy properties from Netflix and then Netflix will die a slow, painful death. Mm-hmm.
0: That, I mean, that's Unless what...
2: they keep up with these docuseries because they're doing real good with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. For sure but um, yeah yeah. um, oh I would say one one more thing Um, check out the uh, Travelers A Dark Podcast it's on Spotify Uh, it's on all the other podcast networks now Um, we are going to have three episodes on uh, we've covered about six episodes of the podcast or sorry episodes of the Netflix series Dark uh, which is a German TV show which is amazing so um either watch dark or listen to the podcast. I don't care. Um it's the it's preferably just, it's, it's do fun. both. Yeah, maybe do both. Uh where it's a no spoiler podcast, so you can listen to episodes as you're watching. Um so you know, we, we try to keep the spoils to a minimum, guys. So um, but yeah, Desmond, seriously, thank you for uh, joining us for, uh, Marvin Gaye, what's going on? Yeah, seriously. Um, also, hey, listen to our Rolling Stone episodes with Desmond. Um, there's the, the Christmas special and the, uh, 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 the pandemic. Yeah. The mad cow. Disease, mad right? cow. Zombie mad crisis. cow special. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. That's the latest episode. And uh be maybe even looking for a reboot in a couple of months here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens. But uh yeah, thanks for joining us. And uh we will see you guys next time on the album. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. The album concept hour is Brad LeBaron, Dave Gallagher, John Aker, and Scott Wesley special thanks to King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard for the theme music. Please like us on Facebook or friend us on Twitter or MySpace and let us know what concept album you would like to hear on the podcast. See you on side B. This has been a Revolver Audio production. Executive producer Brad LeBaron. For more podcasts, visit SoundCloud.com slash Revolver Audio. Or to support new content, visit co-fi.com slash Revolver Audio. Mmm,
2: Revolver.